I've been waiting on you and your internet to work. He is the wind, she is the wave, and together they make up the band they call the wind and the wave. They're not related. They're best buds, they're BFFs for life. Hashtag BBIT dubs. It's the Dwight and Patty Show. The Dwight and Patty Show. It's the Dwight and Patty Show. It's Dwight and Patty. Hello, Patricia. So I was on hold with AT&T that whole time. Yeah. And then she came back on and she was like, I'm still waiting for my supervisor, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, can you just have him call me tomorrow? I got to go. I don't want to sit here anymore. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, but internet problems during this having to be at home thing is like extra worse. Not, not extra the, worse. Not the best thing. You look very, nope. dis- you look very distressed. And I feel the opposite of that. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I, um, I took my yearly trip down, um, uh, memory lane. Well, down Future Islands Lane, David David Letterman performance specifically, which is the single greatest late night TV performance of all time. It I is, listen to that band all the time. It I is, love it. It is so, but specifically that song for me. It is so good. It is mm-hmm. so, that performance, if you're going to do late night and it's anything less than that, just stop. Just don't mm-hmm. do it because you can tell how into it every single one of them is. Even the band who's not moving at all are just. Patty's going to put a link to this and maybe even a photo of that performance. If you have never seen the Future Islands performance of Seasons, parentheses, change. And that is that correct title? Seasons change. If you've never seen their performance on. David Letterman, it is incredible. Because I've been waiting on you. Because, you know, you. even that's the performance where he goes, I've been waiting on you. No. He does, like, some crazy shit, and he's, like, pounding his chest, and it's not acting. Like, it's, re- it's no. real. And it excites... <laughs> it excites Letterman so much, he sprints over... And he goes, well, he goes, oh, boy, he goes, I'll take some. What does he say? I'm going to pull it up because he goes like, I'll take if that's what you're serving. I could eat that all day. Or he says some some shit like that. He says something shit like that. Hold on. What does he say at the end? He goes, oh, he goes, oh, buddy. I mean, he is, he is full on and he goes, that was wonderful. And that's so incredible, man. Yeah. I'm sure there's been so many performances where he could like, he could give a fuck. Most. 99%. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't think it would be an indie band like them that just, you know, he was probably 60 years old when they shot that. And he was just like, that's the real shit. He just knew it. Like, that's the real shit right there. Oh, so good. So if you have never watched that, do yourself a favor and go watch that. Because it's it's just another reminder of how important music is to all of us. And uh, it can make you feel like nothing else can make you feel. Not a movie, not a poem, not a book. There's some power in music that yeah. can flat destroy you or f- flat lift I- you up. Yeah, for like free you. Yeah. Um. Actually, so a, a a piece of music brought me to tears earlier today. Oh shit! It was um, it was a Casey Musgraves cover. Yeah. By um a guy named 
Cam Wes. I don't know if that's his actual name. That's what okay. that's what he is on Twitter. Apparently he's on The Voice and I guess The Voice is still going on like Who knew? But like but like um from everyone's houses. Oh, they're distanced like, voicing? Like, yeah, like I don't watch it cuz I don't really have TV, but I I just came across something on on Twitter and I was watching the video and like Kelly Clarkson and huh. whoever the other judges are, they're all like in their houses judging and then hmm. I don't know. It's a weird but um yeah he did a cover just let's just listen to this it's like, and there's a video that goes along with it i just love this song we're gonna get copyrighted for that so stop it after eight seconds. okay i'll stop yeah but, uh, yeah okay yeah so good we unfortunately are getting copyright shit for stuff like that so we can't do that anymore welcome okay, to all YouTube. Right, okay um but go check what who's the person's name so people can go check that out. What's it called? I think it's uh well his name on Twitter is is Cam West. Um he's on the voice uh at Cam West, C-A-M-M-W-E-S-S, Cam West singing Casey Musgraves uh her song Rainbow. Killer. So go check that out. So also, good. also I've been noticing a lot of people doing um covers of us online these days. We got drum covers and people singing slow versions of our songs, and yeah, there's I'm a really it. cool. I'm loving chick. it. I'm loving it. There's a really cool drum chick. Uh, I don't know if that's her pronoun. I don't know if her is her pronoun, but there's a there's a real cool person uh, posting some drum videos that I've been reposting, and then there's a there's a band performing one of our songs, a very like alt version of one of our songs, that's like in cool. the basement. It's cool. Though. It was really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So it's nice to see that. If you do yeah. covers of our stuff, post it. We want to see it. That's always fun to watch. Um, we have a new Patreon this week, um, and it's actually a dual Patreon. Uh, meet our new Patreons, Janine and Scott, which totally, um, you know where you're on I2, you, you know, building I and 2. If you go two doors down, Janine and Scott... You know the people that throw the block party every July 4th? They have the ninfaritas and they have the little taquitos and they have the pigs in a blanket and they have the... Uh, all the things I can't eat. Yeah, yeah, all the things you can't eat. And they're like, Patty, just give it a try. And then you go, I don't eat meat. And, and they go, here's what they say. Oh, it's not meat, it's hot dogs. They say, <laughs> they go, it's not meat, it's hot dogs. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, so we would like to thank Janine and Scott. Uh, for, yes, we do. for being patrons of ours. And we had uh, an old school patron um, jump their self right up to the high dollar zone, Steve Sargent. We'd what? like to thank we'd like to thank Steve Sargent for busting it up to the big dollars. We appreciate that. Why yeah. Why yes we would. Um your podcast is getting better. You mean my other podcast? Your other podcast is getting better. I uh, enjoyed episode four. I cannot what? say that I enjoyed, enjoyed it. I cannot say that I enjoyed one, two, three, but I did enjoy four. And to me, it okay. speaks towards something really good coming. Like I can feel it. You're y'all are right around the corner from a really nice uh, repartee. And my wife said she really likes um, Sally's voice on like microphone. She has a she has a really uh, like calming. Mm. Yeah, it's very soothing. It's very it's sweet. It it like. Well, her giggles are just her giggles are just loud. I mean, they're just loud and. That's <laughs> and they're tough funny. for you to edit and stuff. Uh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of them. But I I um. I mean, I enjoyed the last one, and let me also say this. Yeah. I never in my life told her she had to submit written materials to get on our I know. podcast you i know you've already said that the I only know. thing i ever said to her was maybe a bio so i can know what you would want to talk about yeah she just likes to give you a hard time but it's because she likes you it's actually because she likes you why did she like me i don't know yeah me neither so um you finally listened to demo number five from the record and tell me your thoughts praise me praise me Praise me. No, I, I really, really like it. It I, was um 
It's really fun. It's uplifting. Uh, It's uplifting. Um, It immediately inspired a lot of ideas. I'm so stoked. Um, I was, I was hearing a lot of melodies and, and I'm excited to dig into it. I'm going to dig into it tomorrow. It's a track in a way that we've never had before. That simple of a change, almost like a U2 kind of track or a few, like that Future yeah. Islands or almost like a, like I was saying, like a 40 Dogs, almost like a Schneider song where the chords just stay the same and he just tells this melodic story, you know? Yeah. Um, it kind of feels like that a little bit mixed with a little Fleetwood Mac. It's, you know... Once I get some good acoustic on there, I think it'll be Fleetwood Mac. I think the closest track we have to that is Happiness Is Not A Place, um, to give people kind of an idea of what we're talking about. I think that's the closest track we have to sort of being like that, though not really. But, I mean, that's probably the closest thing. And it's yeah. and it's the first one on the record that that, for me, I thought to myself, I'm finding, I'm, I'm finding the joy. You know what I mean? Like that joyful record I'm trying to make, even if you write the saddest lyric ever over this, which you probably will, which is fine. Cause Not I think the juxtaposition will be nice. The point being, whatever you write over it, it's still going to make me feel good. Yeah. And then that brought me to another a thought. I've had, a, I had a few thoughts this week. Would you like to hear a few of them? Okay. Here's how it goes. Um, do you, I have a question. Do you, now that touring, you're for those that don't know, and this is just my perception, but this is what I think to be true. When someone tells you they don't want you to do something, you definitely want to do it. When someone tells you you can't do something, you definitely want to do it more. Um, when, when someone says you can't do this anymore, this is over for you now, you take it as a personal affront and will and actually want it more except i'm wondering about one thing touring now that touring has been taken away from you i think i know your answer to this is what it's going to be but i'm curious i don't know that i have one but go on now, now that touring has been taken away from us um and clubs that our size that are going to aren't going to open for a while um and it makes no sense to go do a tour for anybody for 25% capacity or whatever they're allowed to open at because that doesn't make any sense. We'll still be here in the Cludio doing streams. But now that it's been taken away and it's basically like until things are figured out, you don't get to do this anymore. Has your thoughts on what touring is to you changed? Because what I thought about this week was there's the thing I like the most about touring is the clarity of purpose that it gives me. And what I mean by that is for me, I do all this work, right? All this music work. Oh, all, literally all the way up until we play the first show. You know, I'm dealing with tracks with Nick. I'm turning stuff up and down. I'm helping, you know, all the stuff that goes along with what I do. Yeah. Goes right up to that. And then the second we do that, I let the crew take over and the guys take over and I just play guitar and sing in the band. And the thing about touring for me is it's the only time in my entire life that I know exactly what my job is every day. And I know what my goal is every day and that's to rock faces and i love that clarity it makes me really sleep well it makes me wake up just like oh i'm gonna go find coffee that's my other purpose today and then i'm gonna play a fucking badass show that clarity is important to my life and i'm gonna need we're gonna need to get back because i can't not tour forever okay Mm-hmm. That's one. Two. Okay. Have you noticed a difference now that I've really talked a long time and asked a question? Have you noticed a difference in um, your thoughts on touring? I haven't been thinking about touring at all. No. Say, say I called you. Let's role play a little bit. Say I called you. Um, what are you wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing um, an American flag tank top. Mm. Mm. 
I'm wearing jogger shorts, but the old 80s kind that are slit up the side. Mm-hmm. And the, the uh, running shoes that have the toes. <laughs> oh, you mean like the weird, like, the webbed, the webbed, the webbed sock <laughs> feet shoes. And, and I'm calling you via FaceTime. And for whatever reason, there's a full body and shot. You're wearing, you're wearing a camelback too. Yep. The camelback on. For sure, yep. but I'm wearing it on the front. Um, <laughs> and, and, well, I want to cover the flag that's on the back. So, right. So, I call you full body shot and I'm like, Hey, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm on one of those like little mini treadmills that are like this Mm -hmm. tall, you know, and I'm just going, right. And I'm just going, and, and in the background is love is a battlefield. And every now and then you're like Pat Benatar. Yeah. I'm taking little drinks. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this action. Uh Love is a battlefield, you know, like, uh, you know, Really getting it. And I go, hey, Patty. Hey, Dwight. How's it going? I've got some interesting news. You want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah. Hit me. Hit me. Okay. Um, uh, so we got an offer um, to do a headline tour. It's uh, 21 shows. We're going to do it in 30 days. East okay. Coast, East Coast, Midwest. It leaves in two months. How do you feel about that? Um, yeah. I mean, if there's people going to be there, I feel great about it. Interesting. So the gut response is you would feel great about touring. Now, I would say that usually when I've asked you that question, that is not your gut response. Your gut response has generally been, oh, shit. I mean, I mean, sure, let's do it. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, well. I mean, there's a lot of things about touring that I don't miss when I'm not touring. Even when you can't. What if I told you you could never tour again? I don't, I don't think that's the case. And I don't, and, and I, and I can't tour. It's just like people aren't touring right now. If I was the only one that wasn't allowed to tour, I might feel differently. No, but what I'm saying, what We're if, all in this together. what if, what if touring just doesn't, uh, I know I really don't believe this, but I'm just asking you, what if touring doesn't yeah. make sense okay. anymore for anybody? And uh, the best you can do is what we're doing now. Uh, that would bring me great sadness to not be able to play that live would, anymore. That would that would suck. That would that would suck. Like it's easy to complain about things when you have them. Yep. And then when you don't have them anymore, it's like, oh man, I right. can't complain about that thing anymore. Totally. Okay, so we're on the same page there. Do you do you relate to my thoughts on the clarity of touring at all, or no? Because you've never really been able to give yourself over to it. I guess on the UK, you kind of do kind of give yourself over to just being the singer especially this last one even though corona was around you didn't have last yeah, two the last two you didn't have to work as much that seemed to be a difference yeah for sure yeah i mean if i don't have to go like if i don't have to set up merch i don't have to do stuff with the merch table you know what i mean like that takes us a, a big load off mentally and emo- like just mentally for the for, for the day well just then i then i know things are handled yeah, I I also read an article like two days later that Jackson sent me about touring that was written by Dave Grohl, I think in Vanity Fair or maybe in the New York Post, some some New York Times, some something like that, Washington Post, one of those. Uh, recently, in the last three days, how much he misses playing already and j- not just that, going and sitting amongst the people and pumping your fist in the air and being like, fuck yeah, um, how important that is to his life. And um, he was talking about the time that that Bruce Springsteen was in the crowd for them. And um, Bruce had neat, yeah. Which that's we've op- which we've opened for Bruce, and that's an amazing feeling to know Bruce watched you even for a second. But I guess Bruce watched the show. He was there for another band, it turns out. But he stayed for the show, and he came back, and he said, "Hey, you guys are really good." And then he says this a few days later. This is so Bruce Springsteen, by the way. A few days later, I received a letter from Bruce, handwritten on hotel stationery. This is Dave Grohl talking. That explained that feeling of connecting to the audience very clearly. When you look out at the audience, he wrote, you should see yourself in them just as they should see themselves in you. In other words, he's saying, don't be above them. 
be a, be of them, be the crown. Mm-hmm. You are, and that's what Bruce has done incredibly well for so long. He is his crowd. They are him. Even through mm-hmm. five hundred million dollars, he connects to the person in the back who works on the dock still. You know, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl does that same thing though. He connects with like rock and rollers. He connects with them. You know, and I think we connect with our crowd in a unique way and in a way that um, a lot of bands strive for. We naturally do it mainly because you and I are kind of incapable of being super inauthentic. And I don't mean that in any sort of like I'm a bragging way. It would just both of us are quite bad about being inauthentic, especially if we're in a mood. And so I, I think our crowd <laughs> yeah. kind of gets you get our moods you get them good you get them bad and um they are what they are and i think people the people that love us love us i think a lot for that and probably especially you because you 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 well i'm not going to say overshare because that sounds rude but you share a lot i mean you wouldn't be wrong that's what yeah i mean but that's what i'm saying you know i love that um we have both sides and i'm like barren trying to bury it down inside but you still see like all these things in me that just come out because well i can't stop and you are like i'm gonna show you the whole thing this is what i look like when i cry and it's like well i'm just like and most of the time i'm annoyed with myself because i can't hide yeah oh i know it's what makes it it's what makes it even funnier is that you're mad about it it's like you're trying to beat jokes anyway um so then i what, no one knows what you're talking about, about beating jokes. They'll have to listen to episode four of the <laughs> Feelings Club podcast to find out, which you should yeah. all go subscribe to right now. Oh, and let me say this, by the way. I'm going to keep talking because I have some things to talk about. But I love it. Um, and I'm going to read some emails, so this might be a slightly long one. I don't know. Um, the Since our last episode, we've gotten one email. And I, mm. I just... I was going to ask you about that because I know we talked about like, like if anyone was is a creative out there or had any su- suggestions about creative guests, like they could email us. And I was just curious if we had gotten any emails since the last time since we said that. Not anything specific about that and really not anything specific. So I'm just going to make this appeal to you again. I'm not going to call you freeloaders. I'm going to think it, but I'm not going to call. I'm not going to say it out loud. You know, I I watched a show the other day uh, uh, that uh, was talking about how people res- people actually perform better and respond to um, encouragement more so than they do with criticism. Right. So that's so I'm not going to oh. call them freeloaders. I'm okay. going to say this. I enjoy doing this show. I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy talking to Patty and. Part of what I enjoy is reading thoughts from you guys because I like seeing what's going on in your world. I like hearing about it. I like hearing perspectives on us. I like hearing and knowing that your questions will open up a line of thought that I may not have thought of at all. Um, Mm -hmm. It's hard to think of topics every week, and, and it's something that I do as I'm driving around and I type weird shit into my phone, and I go, oh, I should talk about that. Um... But it's not easy to do, and it's especially, I will say this, it's easier when I know I have a stack of emails that I can always go to um, when I'm ready to hear what you guys have to say. So I'm going to get through some emails today, which is going to leave us with very little, if not none. Yeah, well, just, I was just going to say, same same as the people who are listening to this podcast have us to come to if they're feeling lonely or it's too quiet or they need something listen to while they're vacuuming or cleaning or putting their clothes away or whatever. It's like, we're here for you guys. Yeah. So let's make it a participatory thing. Even if you've emailed us before, and this goes for everybody but Johnny Jones, even if you've emailed us before, email us again. And Johnny, do it too, because your emails are great. But everyone else, if you have emailed us before, email us again. Give us a question. I'm sure there's one. Thoughts? Anything going on? You don't in your world? have to be fun. You don't have to be clever. Nope. You don't have to be funny. Nope. It can be anything. You don't have to be. It can be literally anything. You don't have to have a struggle well, to I, share. I mean, I'm going to be honest. There's something about. I prefer almost hearing from someone who has such a vastly different life than me. I love hearing from people that are salesmen or housewives or 
whatever, house I mean, husbands, whatever. I love hearing from just, I mean, the guy that works at the vineyard. Right. I right, like Mr. hearing Mr. from Wine stuff Country. like that. Right. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Conley, I think. Like, he has a vastly different life than we do. And guess what? We ended up visiting his winery and having a great couple hours with him. You right. know, like, right. So who are you? Yeah. Why do you listen to this podcast? Yeah. Why do you watch our band? Why do you listen to our band? I'm curious about all those things. Anyway, so that enough of that diatribe. Okay. But I just want to say, send some more emails. And in that same breath, leave us some more reviews. We've had one review in the last five weeks. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about that. Was it a good one? It was Eric Nagel and I sent it to you and he said a really nice thing, oh. but oh, you know, someone else needs to do that shit. It just helps us. You know, if you share. Okay. Also, by the way, no, no, I'm not going to stop talking. If you have friends that you think would be into this podcast or our band, please tell them about it. Please share the link from the podcast app to them and go, have you listened to this? It's really good. Help us spread the word. Uh, I have a message from Molly on on our Patreon. Mm. Uh, Molly said, um, Molly said, I love supporting your work. It's my pleasure to be a Patreon supporter. She said, my friend in my friend Alex took me to one of your shows in LA. And ever since I've been such a huge fan. Yeah. And that's Alex doing it right. You know what I mean? Bringing friends and you know, the first time you heard us and what it meant to you. And it can mean that to other people too. We, we uh, feel the same way when we meet you guys, it feels the same way. It feels like, wow, we impacted somebody. That's great. Yeah. It feels so good to hear from you. Yeah. So, um, Along that line, I was uh, along the line of trying to find gratefulness in the time of of COVID. Um, uh, one thing I was thinking about was that how lucky we all are. And I'm going to have to speak from the perspective of a person who has made a fair amount of money in this world, has had some success. I have to speak from my own place in this world. I can't have anyone else's experience. And I know some people are having a miserable experience and not just the sick ones, you know, and you and I are and not just during COVID. Right. And you and I aren't, you know, the reason we're doing those streams is that's the way we're making money right now. And and my wife was finally able, able to open it 25% or whatever. And, <clears throat> but the thing I was trying to think about, and again, this is from my perspective is how lucky we are. Uh, there's a part of me that feels like we beat... There's a part of me that feels like... Like I've gotten to hang out with my kids during that eight weeks of lockdown more than I have since they were four years old. Because what real life looks like when you do what I do is either you're gone... Or you're here and you go to the studio at 9 a.m. and you come back at 7. And when you have young kids, they're going to bed an hour after that. And I would read them to sleep, but that's still not a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of time in the morning um, because, you know, you're off to school. You're making breakfast. You're doing all this. But for these last eight, we eight weeks, I've just gotten to hang out when they wanted to with my children. They've been around the whole time. My wife was around the whole time. And uh, there's some moments that uh, when I went back to the studio last week, there was a part of me that was like, I don't want to go. Like, not because I, you know, anything about the record I'm on or anything like that. It's more just like, I like being here with the fam. Like, maybe I'll just never work That's again. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Maybe I'll just never work again. This feels better. You know what I mean? There's something... Um, so I was trying to, so my thought process went a little further and I'm not going to say that this thought process wasn't enhanced. It probably was, but we all beat the odds to even be right here. Like, you know, 30 generations ago or whatever, one of a gazillion sperm traveled upstream and impregnated one of your great, 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 great grandmothers. And then somehow you survived typhoid and the Spanish flu and all this shit. 
And all those generations survived cancer long enough to have another one that then another lucky sperm swam up there and got another woman pregnant. And she survived being raped and abused as she traveled across the country to, and all those moments. And then the fact that your parent or your parents before your parents met because one guy left his house five minutes late and stumbled into a party late and there was the girl of his dreams and then he went you your parent your parents actually met and actually had sex and actually had you and that doesn't make any sense either and it's like all those things these had to happen. these absolute unbelievable moments that should not happen happened and then you're in that chair right there and i'm in this chair right here and we have food. You know, again, from our perspective, we have food. Every single day. We have loved ones that we share our lives with. We have puppies. We have roofs, roofs over our head, multiple. We've made a nice living in this world, even if it stopped tomorrow. Uh, we won. Everybody who's here and alive and not in a dangerous situation... You won. You did it. I feel like you, I feel you like did even it. no matter where you are in your life and if like if you're listening to this podcast right now, you won. You did it. You fucking yeah. did it. And this was my last note. So much of success in my life. And really this this is a story that just goes across all All, especially all, all entertainment world, but really probably a lot of jobs. So much of success is just not stopping, is not giving up, is when you feel like you can't write another song instead of going, I can't write another song, even if that's the entire thing inside your body is what it's saying, you just write another song. And, and that... That simple thing, like one foot in front of the other, like the most cliche thing, like just put your head down and keep walking forward. That's doesn't how mean you, you can't be scared. No, it doesn't mean you won't fail multiple times and get knocked right on your ass and you have to get mm -hmm. back up and continue walking forward. Mm -hmm. That's how you end up, you know, in our career with bands like, um, with bands like Portugal the Man. Who were putting out cool indie records for years and had a decent little career just like us, and then wrote a song like they always do called Feel It Still or whatever. And it was one of the biggest hits of the last 20 years. And now they're back to, you know, being a pretty mid sized indie band. But they just stayed with it. They just kept making their art. They just kept making records. And then one slipped through, whoop, and they're all fine forever, you know, financially. And um, and probably artistically gratified because they didn't have it early. They had it after a lot of work and they just stumbled into something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people ask Patty and I even like, how did, how did you guys get a record deal on RCA? I don't know. We made a good record. How did you then get off of that and get onto Universal Island? I don't know. We made another good record. How do, how do you guys tour with Stereophonics or how do you guys... We just keep putting one foot in front of the other, trying to do great art and seeing what happens. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Well, except for my feet are like lead and you just keep like, like grabbing my feet and like, you like. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you notice the exhausted look on my face from that, but uh, you know, a few things. Um, I think that's changing. I hope to God it is. Uh, I don't, I think that if we make a great record, I don't think I have to drag you down the road. Um, I think you're going to be inspired by the art to take the walk again, whether you have a baby or whatever it is. I think you're still going to be like, well, I, I'm not going to not play that music for people, you know? And the more we put our feet in front of each other, the more we could become the next Portugal, Portugal the man. Portugal the man. We could become the next Portugal the man. You don't know. You don't know. Could happen. 
We could also stay right where we are and do our nice 300 people a night everywhere we go. And that's the, and that's also fine. Um, I enjoy what we do. And, you know, when I make another record now is when I really realize it's like, besides when I'm working with Missio, which just feels like my other band mm-hmm. in a weird way. I just want to, like the whole day today, I wanted to work on the one I just sent you. Because I think it's special and I want to add, it's just a demo, but I want to add acoustic because there's that feel, there's a feel that I want out of the chorus. And uh, I just feel like um, inspired by the moment, not defeated by it. That's nice. I'm right here with you. Good. Um, Question? Yeah. Have you seen this show, One Strange Rock? Um, no, but about seven people have told me about it, so I need to I need to watch that. I really like it. It's it's a uh, like hosted slash narrated by Will Smith, right? And they've got a bunch of astronauts on there, and they're talking about like how the Earth yeah, was you know, formed. I, and I have seen a few. Ep- I have seen a few episodes actually. It's really cool, but I, it, I just it, realized that you were reminding me of it when you were talking about like, like how many things had to happen for you to exist. Oh today. yeah, I mean, don't even get me started on that on the Big Bang. I mean, yeah. on the fact that we shouldn't even be here in the goddamn first place. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's uh-huh. incredible. So people will call that just, God, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's incredible how the earth has, how the earth is formed and has, how it's created life and sustained itself and, 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 um, by a sliver just avoided complete and total destruction. We are avoiding complete and total destruction. Like all the time, because there are rocks, there are rocks just like shooting by us all the time. I think we had the nearest pass we've ever had recently. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's like every single day we're avoiding death because an asteroid did not hit Earth. Well, the other thing I've been trying to think of, yeah, even beyond like the uh, the thoughts on that we're lucky that an asteroid hasn't blown us up. I try to think about like as this COVID thing has gone down and it makes everything different and weird. I try to think about, you know, like, you know, yeah, things are different and things are weird, but like, imagine like, I try to visualize like something worse. Like, I know it sounds weird, but. No, I mean, it could always be worse. What if, what if it's one, what if it's a, what if the, what if the infection is actually something more like Ebola and everyone's insides are melting from the inside out and, uh, children get it and everyone gets it and everyone dies if you get it what if it's something like that which they say is eventually you know something like that could happen if medical science isn't on it you know we're fucked that would disrupt life to the point of it would be a completely different world meaning you would be feeding yourself what what if what if aliens exist and they do just land one day. Like you're just walking down the street, like COVID's gone. Sweet. We're going to go on tour. And then just like in 12 cities, just big alien ships. Just... Life is different forever. Alien ship. I think right the aliens moment. do. I think aliens absolutely do exist. Yeah. It, but it doesn't mean, uh, it doesn't mean they're, they're highly intelligent. Sure. You know, it, they could they could be slugs sure, light I, years away from Sure. All I'm saying is if they just showed up and they were big badass motherfuckers, even if they weren't big badass motherfuckers and they just wanted to be friends, life would never be the same. It would be so different in a moment. And that is what COVID felt like. And I think that's part of the problem is that you kind of heard like this, oh, something might be happening. In China, have you heard about that? Should we still go on tour? We should probably go on tour. No, it's going to be fine. They've talked about this before, and it's not going to come over. It's going to be fine. And then you go, and then in a 10-day window, it goes from, oh, I think it's over here, to let's shut the whole goddamn world down. In a 10-day window. That's almost, an, in terms of human life, that's an instantaneous stop button. Right. And 
that was probably the hardest part for people. Obviously, the people under ventilators had it worse. But for most people, that instant stop button was the thing. Like, whoa, I was yesterday I went and got Mexican food and today I don't and I can't. What? That that's been the toughest part, you know? And so Yeah. It is strange. It is strange and um but I'm I am trying to be positive in the moment. And tr- in the moment, and honestly yeah. trying to create opportunities for me and you. You know, it's it's I mean because if that's the thing, you're going to be weird and you're going to close everything forever or whatever, then I'm going to figure it out. Because guess what? Yeah. I don't stop. I put one foot in front of the other and I figure it out. That's, that's until an asteroid blows you, blows you up. Yeah. And I'll even survive okay, well, that. Well, that's good. Well, that's good because, you know, at any moment we, you could be, we could be diagnosed with cancer. That's, you know, well, and well, given have. two months to live. Have. Yeah. Have. Uh, Many times. So my uncle, <laughs> my, my uncle just got diagnosed with acute, Acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Ooh, in the lymph nodes. And um, it's pretty bad. Yeah, well, yes, it is. That's one of the worst you can get. That's in Cancun? No, he's here. He's in San Antonio. Okay. Um, Well, there's my my mom has, yeah, my mom has three brothers, um, and he's the one that lives in San Antonio, but it's pretty bad. Um, He's, my my uncle's also mentally challenged. And oh, okay. I remember this he, guy, yeah. He doesn't want treatment. Right. Um, and uh, they gave him a couple months to live. So they're they're transporting him to Hospice. my uh yeah, but in home. Mm-hmm. So they're he's gonna be with my abuela. I know it. I know it all too that well. House. <laughs> That's gonna be tough for them. So it's weird. Like, um, obviously I want to go visit them. Uh, I don't know if I can. It's up to your personal choice and their personal choice and, you know, their susceptibility. That's what everyone has to do is make their own choices during this, you know? So let me pop a few emails out. How about? Okay. I'm sorry to hear about that, by the way. That's, I mean, I deal with this hospice thing all the time. It's no fun at all. Yeah. It's, my mom's having a hard time. Hey, I wanted to say thank you for um, sending me edible arrangements on my birthday. That was my wife and I. Um, I know. Uh, what was your favorite thing the f- on there? Because I almost so did. I almost did the fruit fruit one. Like it had a lot of fruit, and I was like, no, chocolate covered strawberries of multiple flavors. That's the way to go. Was I right? It's delicious. Uh, I've actually never received edible arrangements in my life before. This is my first experience. Mm-hmm. Um, there's I call, a lot. I, I call that a COVID arrangement, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> there's a lot on the plate. Um, the strawberries are ginormous. The chocolate is delicious. Mm. Um, Does Kevin like them too? Yeah. Good. They they It even came with like um, pieces of pineapple oh, that were covered piece. in- the centerpiece. Yep. Those are so good. The pieces of pineapple, they're covered in white chocolate with sprinkles on it. Does it make you want to make them? It was really good. No, you can make it doesn't. That. You could make that. I don't want to. You could. I don't want to. I'm it's good. It's expensive. I'll to just buy. wait. I'll just wait for the next year when you get me another one. So what you're saying is on your birthday, you would like the edible pineapple slices and strawberries for the remainder of time that edible arrangements exist on this planet. Yeah, I'm good with it. Okay. We have an email from Johnny Jones. You're surprised. I know. Hi, Patty. Hi, Dwight. Thanks for forcing me to watch them, forcing me to watch the Missio documentary. <laughs> it was outstanding from start to finish. I think it should be mandatory viewing material for anyone considering a career in the music industry. I also thought young Dwight, young Dwight, was very articulate and knowledgeable, and I'm glad they muted most of his farts in post-production. I'm not a loud farter. To be honest with you. I mean, have you ever heard me loud fart? You spent a lot of time with me. Mm. I think I've heard you fart more than me. Definitely you burp. I, on that note, I've been farting a lot lately. Yeah, well. Missio was honest and incredibly raw. They are so very talented, and Jeff 
is a freaking genius, Jeff the director, but we knew that already. I agree that he's the only one who could ever do a real Wyndham Way video justice. I think his interview was the best you've had on your show so far. A lot of people really like that that episode. I know. Anyway, it's mostly because of Jeff. Anyway, thanks for the music suggestions in the last episodes. I'm really enjoying some Winnetaka Bowling League. I'm not sure why, but I've been in a feel-good music vibe lately as well. Since I don't have any questions this time, here's some of my favorite music. Graffiti 6, Stare Into the Sun. Goodbye, Jeffrey Drake. You Got the Sunshine, Stone in My Heart, Never Look Back and Lay Me Down. Uh, the Yeah, 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 Hysteric. Yeah, I love that song. And Heads Will Roll. Yeah, I love that song. G-Love, Beautiful. Great song. A band called the Asteroid Galaxy Tour. Interesting that we were just talking about that. Rock the Ride, Navigator. <laughs> Gomez, great band. Uh, Rose Hill Drive. I don't know that one. She Keeps Bees. <laughs> That's a band name. She Keeps Bees. Uh, Still Corners, a song called Currents. Colin Hay. I mean, yeah, the great Colin Hay, Overkill. The Shins, new slang, of course. Incredible. Yes. I hope you find something new that you like. Don't you forget about me, Johnny. Thank you, Johnny. I hope everyone, I read them fast, um, but you can go back. I hope everyone checks out those bands. Will you forward that to me so I can well, I just Well, I just deleted it, so it's in the garbage of our Gmail oh, account. Tried. Okay, great. It's in the garbage of our Gmail account. I don't know how to undo it. Um, That's how I know if a, I've read something. I don't, yeah. I don't, uh. I don't know if I've shared this, but I found an artist. Um, his name is Mikey, but it's spelled M-Y-K-E-Y. Okay. Mikey. Mikey. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And he's got... Jackson did I and say I this already? Jackson, well, okay. Jackson and I had listened to him. Maybe we heard it on the same thing a few days before. Jackson had okay, sent it to me a few I days before. I was like, really check this like out. really like it. Yeah, he does too. Yeah. There's, there's cool. two songs. Well, so he's got one whole album up. Um, and it's older and I don't love it. It's kind of all over the place, but the two newer songs that he's got up are fantastic. They're called, was it something I said? And please don't go. That's the one I like. Was it something I said? Yeah. Great. So good. Great lyric. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, here's someone who's doing things correctly. It's our good friend, Naomi Kay. She says in her title of her email, more questions because you told me to. <laughs> hey y'all uh fun fact fun fact naomi got a feelings tattoo hey y'all i why don't you not take the wind from my goddamn sails oh sorry she she's hey y'all i got a permanent feelings tattoo last week and sent patty a pic on instagram this is my first band related tattoo and i'm happy to have you inspire it i'm wondering if patty has a favorite of hers a favorite tattoo mm. of mine mm. Well, let me oh, just show you. Oh, here. Okay. All right. Right here. Right here. Yeah, that's a good one. Done by Gully Cat Tattoo, correct? Yep. Um, she says, Dwight, I can't recall if you have any. Maybe I've just always been distracted by your hair and sweet musical skills. Or perhaps you have a tramp stamp no one knows about. Um, I do have one. Uh, how do I make move my weight? No, no, I can't. Break your wrist. It's it's actually super rad. Why don't you just like? Why don't you just stand up and like show us? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually I have a really big one. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's what she said. Said Michael Scott and. uh, I really like it. <clears throat> anyway, tell Naomi the story about that tattoo. No, if if you could pick out a tattoo for each other to get, what would it be? Would you consider matching tattoos? I'll answer that. No. Um, I'll answer that. Yes. <laughs> okay. What would you want me to get as a tattoo on this arm? Because that will be the next spot if I do one, and it's only if we like sell... in the same spot. Yeah, it's only if we sell out of theater. So what? What would you get here? I know what I want to get, and I'll tell you what that is. But you tell me what you would get. For some reason, I just thought a whale that just came to my mind, like a like a badass big fucking whale. Interesting. I don't know why. Is it because I look a little fatter than I have been lately? No. Okay. I don't know. It just came to me right now. I want an elephant. 
but an like a, I want an elephant running, like like coming to fuck shit up. Like not just like I'm an elephant. Like you know when an elephant is coming at you like a hundred. <laughs> is he miles. wearing a camelback and wearing a yeah yeah he's bag. like the, he's got the big fucking sunglasses on you know <laughs> he's like, they have the neon stripe on him he's just like and he's got a headband yeah no a, a fucking majestic giant uh elephant running at me with authority running yeah it's kind of an honor of my father he's always been a, an elephant guy and uh maybe i'll do, um, either do that on the on his on his death or i'll do that when uh we sell out a theater it's one of those two okay um Speaking of elephants, what, have you? What would you? Uh, what would is, you get as a new tattoo if you were to get one? That's kind of the question. Oh, um, well, I've been thinking about for a long time. I've been thinking about getting one of those lucky cats. Yeah, you, for like years, you've been thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. So I think I would get that. Um, I'm just like really drawn to that image for some reason. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, speaking of elephants, uh, this is old, but I love it so much. Uh, that, that music video for Lissy's song called everywhere I go. Yep. Have you seen that with the elephant? It's, I have seen it. So gorgeous and it's old. It's like, it's like 10 years old now, which is crazy, but it's really good. Okay. I'm going to read, I could get off here, but I'm going to read our last email, the last email in the box. Okay, uh, this, so this, what you're saying is, if we don't have any more emails, fuck the whole, fuck the podcast, like fuck it. I might be saying that. I don't know. You told me to be positive, but you know, there, I might be saying that. You know, I, I'm I, saying, I do want to also. This is it. Okay, this is it. I'm out of emails after this. Go ahead. Okay, I do want to also say that I, I, I still would like to do a track by track commentary for the other two records on the podcast. So maybe that could take up a couple episodes in the near future. Okay. Remind me of that. Okay. Okay. Patty and Dwight. Oh, well, The t first off, the subject, this is from a lovely Chloe Brandau. And uh, the subject is falling down and getting up and other stuff. Chloe Brandau says, Patty and Dwight, I'll start with the obvious. D. White. You are very convincing example. I am writing this email to you guys because I have been convinced slash intimidated into writing it based on your excellent suggestions. You're welcome. Number two, I saw a svelte stallion eating grass in a field the other day and I thought, hey, that thing looks like D. White. Not sure how I feel about that. Thank you. Number three, as smoking hot as Patty always looks, she is double or even triple Smoking hot when next to you, do white. Kudos on your enhancing abilities. You remember that. You remember that shit. Okay. I have two questions, and they're both to you. Question one. Patty, on your live stream concert a couple weeks ago, you forgot some lyrics and then <laughs> carried on to kick ass the rest of the show. She sounds like she might be a performer. Is there a trick or a mental exercise you implement in situations like that to recover confidence and go on with the show? Oh, man. I, I think she's a performer. I think she's asking for legitimate advice. Um, That's my no, guess. No, not, not really. Um, my only advice is, is in that moment, I try hard to not beat myself up and... And, and believe any negative thought that tries to seep in. It's just like, nope, that shit just happens. Move on. You know this. You know this. You've done it a million times. And here we are. And sometimes it's just like, uh, like honestly, like muscle memory. Mm -hmm. You know? It's just starting the first three sometimes lines. I don't and even, you, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I don't even, I'm not even thinking what's the next word. It's just like, muscles that's me all the time I'm, and then i check back in with myself and i go have we played the bridge yet that happens to me all the time have we played the bridge did yet? we do that yeah totally um is this the second chorus or the last chorus um and let me say this to uh, i'll i'll speak to it i don't know what you should think but i do know this two of our best shows of all time of all time one patty 
couldn't remember the words to several songs in Seattle. And the crowd sang them back to her to catch up. And it, it kept happening. Like, it, at that point, when you fell apart, you fell apart. And once in the third song, you had forgotten some words. It was like a progressive falling downstairs. But then the crowd just wouldn't let you have it. They wouldn't yeah. let you go down the stairs. And they kept dragging your ass back up until about seven songs in where it was like, this is the best show we've ever done. And because the crowd was like, oh, they're human. And you were like, I'm a mess. And they were like, we are too. And then it was like, we did the show. And then the other time was, uh, uh, hopefully you remember this show because it was, it was an important show in our, in our existence, mainly because of our hang. We were in Washington, D.C., we were on the water. We were watching the world. Oh, I remember. We were watching the World Cup. Mm-hmm. I was drinking beer, and you were drinking tall Long Islands. Tall, tall <laughs> doubles, double Long Island iced teas. A lot before the show. Maybe seven. I mean, so many. No, no, I had like two or three, but they were no tall way. and they were doubles. It was more than two or three. It was more than two or three. We were out there the, watching soccer. In I know. I'm just saying weather. they're really strong. Two when, or three is like six because they're doubles. When people were allowed to go places, we were watching soccer. It was incredible. It was a great day. Such a mistake. I should not have done that. And then we walked so back stupid. and you were being fine. You were laughing. And I was like, well, we got to go on in about an hour. We should get back because we hung out all day. So we go back. This is when we still played as a duo. Nick wasn't even with mm-hmm. us yet. And we walk onto the stage, and it's really crowded in this little packed. Washington, yeah, packed Washington like bar. Yeah. You play the first song, somehow get through it. Not, you could tell you were already thinking, oh no. And then we finished that oh, song. No. We finished that song, and you said, I'm wasty face to the crowd. I'm wasty face. And the crowd went. Did I say wasty face or drunky pants? Wasty face. Oh. And the crowd went, yeah, like us too, bro. And we just had the most drunken, silly, forget the word, start a song over, just bail on a song and start talking shit to someone in the crowd show that we've ever had. And, um, so in when when things fall apart on stage, just roll with them. It's that whole put one foot in front of the other. Okay, last question, then we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Patty, a lot of your songs are very personal. Are there any songs that you struggle to sing from an emotional perspective? Do you ever struggle to get the right to the right place emotionally? Or are there songs that you plain don't like to sing? Do you sing those songs anyways? Do you have any tools to deal with the difficulty of singing very personal songs if you are not in the right emotional state? I'm a huge fan of both of you, Patty and Doit. She spelled my name 12 different ways, by the way. Chloe. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Chloe, for your email. Let me ask those questions one at a time for you. Do you ever struggle to get to the right place emotionally, or are there songs that you plain don't like to sing? There are any songs that I don't like to sing. Do you always have to be there emotionally to sing a song? I don't like, I don't have to be in, in the emotional space where I was when I wrote the song in order to perform it. I I think that's the question, right? Like, I don't have to, I don't have to like, um, embody that emotion in order to perform it well. Her other side of that, um, message question though is what if... What if you what if you come to a show and you sing every other Sunday morning and you really are and it's like I don't know if I can like a human beings has made you cry on stage matter of fact in front of 20,000 people do you feel like what happens what are tools that you use to deal with when when you are in a place where it's like oh no this song's going to hit me fucking like a ton of bricks I mean, just keep it together. Just go to your happy place. Or or fall apart. Yeah, but I don't want to... 
I know. Like sometimes I'm in a I'm in a, a headspace where songs do hit me harder. I'm feeling particularly emotional, and that it's really difficult to sing actually when you when your body wants to cry. Um. Yeah. And I and I have cried before. Yep, on the last tour. Yeah, and the to and the feelings club tour. Not to call it out, but you did. I mean, just, no, and that's okay. Um, sometimes, sometimes I don't feel anything. Uh-huh. Sometimes I feel like you know blank and emotionless. Um, and I can still get the job done. Right. Well, yeah. So I, 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 just go with I, the feeling I, I try not and to try work, to. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to work against my emotions. You know, I try to, I try to, uh, work with what I have. Um, if work I'm with feeling what sad, good, work, work with what the good Lord gave you. It. Yeah. If feeling sad, work with it. Like make it work for you. Um, you ever seen what an empty Gmail box looks like? This is what it looks like. You have. There's a little picture. It says nothing. An inbox. That's what our inbox looks like, guys. Nothing in inbox. Okay? I just wanted... I'm showing you the truth. We have no emails. Okay, Patty, take us out. Do not forget to talk about our upcoming live stream, which will be uh, this coming Saturday. Well, it's... A, I think it's actually next Saturday. It's not this coming. It's it's the following. Uh, but yeah, our next live stream is Saturday, May 23rd. Um, yeah, and we're doing it, it twice in one day. That'll be this Saturday. Oh, really? Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Forget what I just said. Okay. Saturday, May 23rd. And we're doing it twice in one day to try to accommodate um, more of our friends near and far overseas and all over the world. Wait. So we're did doing you just it- say we're doing two shows? Yes. Two shows in one day. Uh, I What? Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Why, why would somebody do that? Because we're cool and nice. Oh. And awesome. We're trying to accommodate people who have all kinds of stuff. And because we want to hang out together all day long. That's not it. Can you imagine how drunk we're going to be for show two? Whoa. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking that. Like, we're probably going to sip on some margaritas on, on the first day or on the first show and then, like, maybe hang out a f- couple hours between shows. And then the second show might get a little sillier. Yeah. And we're offering a $5 probably- discount if for whatever reason you do want to watch both shows. I really would truly imagine show two might be a fucking mess. So maybe watch it for so that. Maybe you should watch the first one. Yeah. I don't know. Saturday, May 23rd. Uh, the first one's at 3 PM central. central standard time. And the second one is at 7 PM central standard time. So Google that if you don't know uh, what time that is in your time zone and Dwight and I will be playing the entire first record. From what? the wreckage what? in its entirety. Yeah, we need to practice. Uh, I know. I'm good. I'll see you at the gig. No, you don't. I'll see you at the gig. Okay. I need to practice. Um, so we're playing the entire first record, top to bottom, in order. Crazy. You're talking. Hu- I love that. When like. Husband and wife? When like you hear the. Yeah. Yeah. We never play some of those With songs. With your two so. hands? Oh, yeah. All of it? All yeah. of the things? Uh, all yeah, of I it? I suppose. You know, mm-hmm. baby. What is that one? Yeah. Are you going to take the lead on that? Uh, fever. That's uh, when that fever, fever takes a hold takes on you. takes a hold on you. What about that one? We're playing that too? All of yeah. them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of them. <sighs> In order too. So you know that good feeling like when a song ends and you know you know what's going to come next because you, you've listened to it? I like that feeling. Okay. So and then that's it doesn't what we're come do. next and instead it's just a bunch of us are bullshit talking and then the song no, comes? And- yeah. And then the song comes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you can buy tickets. Um, It's posted on our bands in town. It's on our website. It's on uh, Facebook, the link in our bio on Instagram. It'll be down here in the description on YouTube. Um, So it's on all the things. So go check it out. Tell your friends. And like Dwight said, tell your friends, tell your mom. Uh, And like like Dwight said, if you want to come to both shows, you get a $5 discount. And... Fun fact, if you are a supporter on Patreon, you get free entry to the show because we have shared with our Patreon supporters a code for that ticket link 
that they can, they can access but, that for free. So if you want to, so I just want to say, fuck it. I'm just going to become a monthly supporter for the Dwight and Patty show and get, and get all their live stream so, shows for free. You can do that now. But, but let me give a shout out to those people real quick. They refused the free code and they're still buying tickets. Dude, they're too, they're too I generous. Know. They're too nice. They're too nice. I know. Too nice. Anyway, that's what's up. Um, leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, apparently we're desperate for some new reviews. So please, please, please do that. Send an email to the Dwight and Patty show at gmail.com because our inbox is empty. Literally anything your heart desires. We want to hear from you. Um, consider becoming a supporter on Patreon, yada, yada, yada. I already talked about that. Follow us on Instagram at the Dwight and Patty show. You can also follow our band at the wind, the wave. You can watch this podcast on YouTube. Facebook and IGTV now and give us all the likes Thanks. and check out potties, uh, potties, ah, Patty's feeling clubs podcast as well with Sally Rumsey. It's great. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Dwight. It's the Dwight and Patty show. The Dwight.